Welcome to the Transformation in a Day podcast, and I'm your host, Alana May Mitchell, where each episode you'll hear inspiring ways that you can transform yourself and your team. You'll hear from me and a range of phenomenal guests who share our insights and top tips on accelerating transformational change for the better in your world and organization. So here we go. Hello, hello. And it's so lovely that you are tuned into today's episode because it is an absolute treat for you. One of my dearest friends and people who have impacted my life so immensely is back on the show. And that is business and life coach and podcaster Giselle Gamby. If you're a leader who would love to make an energetic shift in yourself, your leadership and your life, then this episode is for you. And if you're a leader who would love to know just how impactful taking 100% personal responsibility can be in your life and leadership, I invite you to stay listening. Without further ado, here is Giselle Gamby. Welcome, Giselle. It's so lovely to have you back on the show. Thank you, Alana. I'm excited to be here. I I love the name of your series two podcast, Transformation in a Day. So I'm excited to be here with you and to be speaking to that. Oh, great. That's great to hear. Yeah, it's really landing with people because as we were saying, it's something that as you listen to it, you understand and it's something that, you know, that sounds kind of exciting to have a transformation in a day. Who would not want that? Yeah, I'd love to ask you, when was the last time that you or one of your clients, because I know you work with amazing clients, Yeah. when was the last time you experienced an energetic shift and how did that occur? Well, I just got off a group call that I had this morning that I was facilitating and I two people were on the call that uh, run retreats. And I actually, it sounds all very incestuous, but I actually went as a participant to their retreat. And that was in that was in Noosa about, I think about a month ago or five weeks ago, something like that. And I was sharing with them that that retreat changed my life. And I won't talk about the content, right? Because it's too too personal. Sure. But um I had a huge energetic shift in that my body, it actually began but through a, a simple conversation, through an innocent conversation over dinner with somebody and, and which led me on an inquiry. I went home, I went home, I went back to my room and I started thinking about it and I started thinking, okay, this is one area that I have not walked towards. It's probably the only area actually in my life that I haven't walked towards. And so I decided to do that. And, uh, it was an area of my life that I'd kept in the shadows from when I was a teenager. And in my body, I was holding on to a whole lot of stuff with it. And in one day, I experienced an energetic shift where I went to a place of uh, compassion and understanding for the situation that I was in, in, regard, in relation to another person. And so I thought, I, I just felt free. I felt so free. And I actually thought I was done. I thought that, oh, I can go home now. Like this is day two. I, I'm not going to go home. But I, I thought the retreat was done. And then on the last day, 
I had another energetic shift where I went to a place of compassion for me. And I was telling the people on the group call this morning that one of the things that I was appreciating this week with my coach was I said, I've had some conversations, one with my son a few weeks ago and some with a couple of clients this week where I've been really direct and also compassionate and also allowing them to have the space to own it. And I said that I know that I was able to be so direct and also so compassionate because I had space within me now as a result of what happened on the retreat in Noosa. So I guess if, I, if I'm if i to contextualise the, the theme of that transformation in a day, it was acknowledging what had been in the shadows, what I'd not acknowledged and was sitting there. And whilst it was sitting there, it was creating resistance. But once it was acknowledged and it was fully felt, like my, I fully felt it, like I had no choice. My body was, my body was feeling it. And then I actually... I could, I felt free. I felt spacious. Right. And, and now it's turning up in my leadership with Mm. other people. So the ripples Mm. continue. And that's really interesting. You mentioned there that it was something that you were perceiving in terms of becoming aware, more compassionate, having that piece of the shadows that came forward. And then it wasn't just a mindset shift for you. It was also a physical body level shift as well. Totally. Totally. Because it was the last day where my body was asking me to, to, the body's so intelligent. It's so intelligent. The body was asking me to give the compassion that I gave the other to myself. I'd forgotten about me. And, you know, it was a full body experience. Like, I, you know, it, it was challenging when I was in it. It was challenging when I was in it. And one of my friends who was on the retreat said to me afterwards, she said, you know, you were so brave to go there. And I said, actually, I didn't have any choice. Like my body knew what it was doing. It had its intelligence and I trust that. And so I I went with it. I didn't hold on. I went with it. And thus the energetic shift happened. Yeah, it certainly wasn't just mindset. I don't think you can have just a mindset shift without the energetic shift. Can you? Tyler Fish, who was on the show before, spoke about a shift in perception. Yeah. So that that can happen and you might have an awareness. But he did speak to that then there's people surrounding you who see that and integrate it with you. So yeah, he, no. didn't, he was more in the mindset space. He didn't speak to the physical side of things, but yeah. there was there was an element of that there. Because, you know, the, the example that I'm thinking of, and it was actually, actually facilitated by you. So when you came and facilitated a session for our group and you were talking about big magic. Yeah. And remember Leanne, who was in the group? Yeah. She was totally like, that was actually one of the things that I wanted to give an example to about transformation in a day is that somebody, there can be something that somebody says that's just perfect. Like it's this thing that they say that is just perfect. And I remember that your session that you facilitated for Leanne was such perfect, such that when she completed that session, she was running for Senate. She had created a new political party in Tasmania and she was running for Senate. And the words that came through her in that moment, do you remember, was, it's showtime. Yeah, I do. (laughs) And so absolutely was a perception shift, right? 
from what she had received from you it was this this like what you had presented was was were the perfect words for her to create this perception shift but then she had this energetic shift that her body was just so her energetic system was just so like I'm going for it like you know I am just going for it and the enthusiasm and the conviction actually that's the word the conviction was just huge yeah right yeah I did hear that story through you as well mm. and I'm glad I'm glad that you've shared it as there and I I wonder how can from your experience how can someone set themselves up to experience an energetic shift like that what what are the things leading into it that you need to be aware of or yeah looking out for so that you can have that kind of experience well probably the I guess there's not the simplest way but the most direct way to experiencing an energetic shift is to actually have an intention to have one, right? So if there's something that you want to create or if there's something that you're holding on that you would like to let go of or if there's something that you would like, someone that you would like to become, there's a new expression that you would like to uh, lead from, it's having the intention first of all. And then being really present to that intention really because you can't just go I would love to have x y and z and then log off <laughs> yeah you have to participate you have to participate you have to be present and then and then life is going to unfold things for you such that you do get that energetic shift so that's the first thing is to have an intention the second thing which you and I know this one really well, is to stand in the position of being the cause of your reality. Yeah, so taking 100% personal responsibility for your reality, which means having the courage to look at who you're being behind the scenes of what you're doing and going to that place of cause. So, you know, one of the biggest energetic shifts that I had in a transformation in a day type way was when my business was not doing so well for a couple of years and then I stopped and meditated. I I was running and the message was stop and meditate. I was like, what? I'm I'm running. I'm running. What am I, you know, I'm not going to meditate. I was like, no, stop and meditate. So I stopped and meditated. And I sat on a bench and I closed my eyes and then I could see who I was being that had created such, like I loved what I did, but the business was not profitable. And I could see that who I was being was I had given all my power away. I was being powerless. And that owning up to that and no longer being a victim, it was an energetic shift in itself. But it, then that energetic shift wanted me to continue to move. Like it wasn't like as if I was done, like it was moving me. And so when I got home, I felt really pulled to write. But I didn't know what I was writing about or what I was writing for. But I started writing like a stream of consciousness write, consciousness writing. And then once I'd finished, I thought to myself, my God, that looks like 
something that I could put on Facebook as an advertisement for a six-month program for people who had also been giving their power away and but who were still in it and didn't know it. And so that transformation in a day was catalyzed not only by taking personal responsibility and going to that place of cause, but it was also catalyzed by me following the, that intuitive pull to write. And then when I wrote, I saw, oh my God, there's this, that actually might be really valuable, this piece of writing to somebody. And actually, what if I created a six month program based on what I've just been through and now I'm on the other side of it? And I put it on Facebook. And part of the transformation in a day was also to not care what other people thought about it, whether they judged me or didn't, you know, liked me, didn't like me, didn't really matter. And then that night, two people reached out and messaged me. And over Facebook Messenger, I signed two people up to a six-month program. I mean, that was just, I'll never forget that. I mean, you've heard that story a hundred times now. Oh, and every time I hear it, it's still as incredible <laughs> as the first time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And what's interesting in that as well is what I want to pull out is it's not just the shift that happens. There's also this momentum surrounding mm. that as well so there's a participation that goes on where you're called to write or you're called to meditate or you're called to do things that come in a package with that shift totally totally it's interesting that that word momentum's been spoken about in the last two days so much it's like momentum is really in the air at the moment for myself and for my clients at the beginning of the year, I received a premise that we would we would um, integrate throughout the year, and that is that momentum serves the committed. Momentum serves the committed. So momentum will be the consequence of commitment, and that's the part that we've got to play, mm. isn't it? We we can't just, as I said before, we can't just say I would love this and then sit back and wait for it. We have to play a part. We have to take responsibility. And sometimes, you know, like, for example, you creating the podcast, it ta it does take work. And it absolutely that work um, is preceded by your commitment to it. Absolutely. That, right. Like, it's you know, it, it, ta it absolutely takes commitment. And then that commitment seems to have its own creative energy like it will take you to it will take you to places that you don't even know where it will take you to and then that's how the momentum happens like it continues to unfold it continues to unfold it continues to unfold and even with the podcast that you mentioned there so I'll speak to that example is that some of the earlier episodes on this show I have had people two people in the past week tell me that they don't recognize the earlier episodes from the ones that are happening now and I did share a post around just starting so again speaking to that momentum piece is that what's really important is if you are wanting to have an energetic shift or you are wanting to make some transformations in your world that one of the most important things along with setting an intention is making a start so the place where you start and you're going to transform through having that experience and I've spoken to how the podcast is about transformation and 
of course, you're hearing content about transformation, but it's also working me. And I'm also transforming in the process of having the podcast. And I'm sure Giselle, as you have a podcast as well, that you have a similar experience. And I'd love to jump into retreats for a moment, because I know mm-hmm. that's a, a topic that mm. is very alive for you because you have a couple of retreats coming up. Yes. So I'd love if you could share a memorable transformation maybe it even happened in a day that you've seen on one of your retreats so thanks for asking that question and yes very excited I've got two retreats coming up considering that we couldn't have any face-to-face over COVID I got a bit greedy this year so I'm having two for the rest of the rest of the year one in September and one in November and one experience that I can remember is see the beauty of being on a retreat with other people is that you're you are with other people and I heard this beautiful beautiful saying the other day I think you're going to love this one Alana that God you know whether you believe in God let's just talk about love right love God the universe a higher power high with higher intelligence whatever you want to call it but I'll just use the word God for now that God shows up stronger when there's two or more people together God shows up stronger with two or more people. Yeah. Right. Something that gets created in that. There's something that gets created in that. And I remember I I met, read Marion Williamson's Return to Love like many years ago. And I remember she said the purpose of relationship. What is the purpose of relationship? She said it's for us to get to know who we really are. Like we don't get to know that without relationship. We don't have the mirrors, the contrast, the conversations that spark process or an idea, we just don't have it. So the beauty of retreats is that it's not just you and the coach, it's you and other people. And the way that I hold retreats is that I have an intention, going back to the intention part of the conversation, that the people that will be on retreat are totally sole contracted to be there. Like the exact perfect people a totally sole contracted to be there. And in fact, that's the intention that I have for the coaching group that I run. And I noticed that every group has a different feel and a different theme. And sometimes I almost go into mourning when I know that that group is completing because it's just so amazing. But then when the new group starts and we start getting into the groove, then I'm in love with them. And, you know, and then there's a new theme that arrives. So it's really important having an intention around the people that you want to bring to retreats. So the one example that I can think of uh, is with uh, was with a man who the words, the words came out of my mouth when I was observing his process. So he didn't, he has a day job, but he's also a DJ. Uh, He's all, he, he was also a, a, a director for a production. He's also interested in real estate. And the words that came out of my mouth were, which had never, I'd never spoken before, were multiple streams of joy and income. Multiple for us to have multiple streams of joy and income. Up until this guy uh joining the group and being on retreat, I had really only worked with people with my mindset of having one stream of joint income. But this man coming in 
upgraded me because I was observing his process that actually we can have multiple streams of joy and income. And when I spoke those words out loud to him, he could really receive that that is actually what was naturally happening for him. And then what he then did with that was he <laughs> received a vision. He's a, he's Sydney's, um, he won Sydney's DJ of the year award, I think last year. And he has a, a drag uh, persona that he does, that he DJs with DJ Dolly Lama. And all of a sudden he had this inspiration of, well, where does joy most live? Cause he loved, he's all about joy. Where does joy most live? And he said, joy lives at, in weddings. Like joy is weddings is all about joy. So then he came up with the, with the wording, Dolly does weddings. Dolly oh. does weddings. <laughs> DJ Dolly Lama, Dolly does weddings. And just him receiving that in the moment and him really being able to own that actually he has multiple streams of joy, multiple expressions of himself and that he can attach income to all of those expressions. He did not even advertise himself as Dolly does weddings. He did not even advertise it. And all of a sudden people were coming to him saying, can you do my wedding? Incredible. And I, I think he had five weddings booked like within, I don't know, a month of that retreat. Just wow. I know. Yeah. No advertising, nothing on Instagram, nothing, nothing on his website. He was saying to me, I should put it up on my website and I should do something on Instagram, but he didn't even need to. No. Because he was so aligned with it, so aligned with his joy. And and that energetic shift into joy And the freedom to really own that he has multiple streams of joy and income, you know, lifelined those people up, Mm. his own sacred contracts. Yeah. There's a couple of places I want to go with what you shared there, Giselle. And one is that you can have the intention and the intention can be powerful enough to create the reality that you're imagining through yes. intention alone you need not yes. necessarily do anything physical yes. there's that there and then there's also something you shared about how you as the coach or as the leader for people who are leaders who are listening is that it's an important reflection that the teaching does not always come from coached coaching no. that it goes the other way and that you can learn as much or maybe even more. I, I mean, I'm sure you learn loads from the people that you work with, not just a, a one-way A to B relationship. No, not at all. And, and actually you've made me remember another retreat now and okay. something that happened then. This was the end of last year, which that premise, Momentum Serves the Committed, was catalyzed by me observing a client's process. So this lady was in huge amount of tension on retreat, like huge amount of tension. And my my intuition was telling me to have a three-way conversation with her, with another lady and myself and her as like an addendum 
to the day that we had just spent together. And my intuition was right because we were talking, 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 talking. And then all of a sudden the words, the wounded entrepreneur came out of her mouth because this had been her experience. She had been, she'd been an incredible entrepreneur in her early twenties and had made huge amount of money for other people, but not for herself. And anyway, it's quite a, quite a big story, but these words, the wounded entrepreneur came out of her mouth and they were just so resonant. So talk about transformation, transformation in a day. She wrote the manuscript of her book in the days following that retreat. Like she said, she hardly slept. She just had this force, like she was just in the, in the zone, right? This, this force was moving through her and she was writing and writing and writing and writing and writing. Talk about momentum. And so she has now the manuscript of her book, The Wounded Entrepreneur. And of course, it's now influenced her work as well. But speak, I, the bit that I wanted to say and reflect on about how it's not always coach to coachee, that it's every which way across ways, back to me, every which way, multidimensional is the word, is that she was talking about her father and she was saying that they grew up in Ireland and her father was a window cleaner and had this entrepreneurial idea that he would only work with customers who were prepared to commit to having their windows cleaned every two weeks or whatever it was. So he didn't just go and clean windows once. He wanted to have a partnership with these people, if you like. And, you know, and he did really well. When this lady was talking about him, she was talking about him in the context of like his commitment. Like he just didn't go and clean windows once and think everything's going to work out for the family financially that way. He thought of a way that would actually work out for the financially for the family by seeking commitment, right? And so there was this theme of commitment, commitment, commitment. And then the words came out of me in reflection of that, momentum serves the committed. Momentum is always the consequence. So I would never have had received those words had I not had heard the story that she had been sharing. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 That's why it's such a joy. Such a joy to be a coach. Yeah, absolutely. And a beautiful illustration of the being multidimensional in your relationships in that, because equally, you know, what dawned on me when you were saying that as well, is that the relationship within group is within the people who are in the group as well. And yes. not necessarily the person who's holding the space for the group. Yes. Too. So, yes. Yeah. I'd love to tune into looking into the future yeah. And what shifts you would love to see from our leaders of tomorrow? Well, you know, this really goes back to when I first started coaching. It was the first inspiration to leave my HR career and to go into coaching. It was for the answer that I'm about to give you. I would love our leaders for the future to know the power of taking 100% personal responsibility. Because when I used to work in HR many moons ago, over 20 years ago, I used to deal with a whole lot of blame and judgment and conflict. 
And as the HR person, my job was to be the mediator and sort it out. But when I learned about taking 100% personal responsibility for my life and knowing that I am the source of it all, who I'm showing up as energetically creates a consequence. And therefore that shows me that I have, I have power to impact my reality. That's a really powerful place to stand in. And that fueled by love, fueled by love, because we can, we can totally uh, choose to be the source of our reality and, and, and influence our reality. We can, but if we've got greed going in to that, if greed is the fuel, well, we're going to have a reality in alignment with that. So I'm, I'm talking about leaders of the future to stand in love and to take 100% personal responsibility for what they are creating. And leaders have an incredible privilege really, because it's never only about them. It's about so many other people. And so who they're being has many, many ripples and the choices that they make has many, many ripples, good and bad. And so I just feel a leader has the greatest privilege to hold that role in a really responsible, loving way. So that's what I would love. Mm, Sorry. It's a beautiful invitation to leave from love and to be in hundred percent personal responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, as you know, and I know is that it's so efficient and so productive leading from that place and magical and magical, right? Like, so if you want to, if you want a productivity instrument, (laughs) I don't know of any more powerful instrument than leading from love and standing in a hundred percent personal responsibility. And it feels good too. Totally. from, From that place. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. And also sometimes it's uh it not always feels good. You know, sometimes there are moments where you're going back to being direct and compassionate, you know, sometimes it doesn't always feel good, but it is the most loving leadership that you can offer that person. Yeah, I re- always remember how I learned about loving fiercely from it was a retreat of yours that I went on. And Meg, one of the participants, was she gave a talk or did some writing about how the lioness, when she was looking for food for her young, was actually acting from love. And yes, she was hunting prey and that was for her family. And that was a thing loving fiercely. So whenever I hear that, it's not love that is sappy or um love that is like romantic yeah it's 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 it can be that it's more and it can be loving fiercely yes and and being direct and compassionate which is another way to to put that but it can be coming from that place too yes yes so true so true i mean love has many different expressions doesn't it Mm. it has Mm -hmm. so many different expressions Sometimes love can be bold. Sometimes love can be audacious. Sometimes love can sit back and hold space. Sometimes love can be still. Sometimes love can be visionary. 
Mm, that's an opportunity to tune in for those who are listening where you look at the situation you're in and come to the place of how can I respond from a place of love mm. from that with all the elements that Giselle just spoke through there. Because mm. that sets up for transformation in a day for sure. And I know you've got a lot of things going on at the moment. So if people were wanting to connect with you for say, if they're hearing this and would love to coach with you or would love to attend one of your retreats that are coming up in Croatia and Kenya, where can they do that? What's the best way? Best way is to go to my website, which I'm sure you'll put in the show notes. Yes. Yep. www.giselgambi.com.au. And you can connect with me through that or put my email down. If you don't mind, Alana, you can yeah, email, sure. me, email me as well. I mean, that's really an easy way of doing that. And just let me know, probably that's the easiest way of doing that. You might want to go to my website to just to have a bit of a play. So email me if there's any interest to coach or to come to retreat. There are two retreats coming up. One of them, I, there's, it's very soon. It's in September on the 14th to the 22nd of September in Croatia. There is actually one space left. So one person who you know um, was unable to, she pulled out because a father-in-law um, has recurring cancer and so she wanted to be with him. And I was going to give up the room. And then I had several people say to me, no, 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 there's one more person. There's one more person. I'm, I've got one room. Okay. <laughs> and then Kenya on safari, which you did years ago now, on the 1st to the 13th of November, so again, just email me because I can send you, we can have a conversation and I can send you some info. There's nothing, there's no info on those retreats on the website. And then of course, there's the podcast as well. The Intuitive Pool podcast, if you want to get more of a feel. Oh, yes. We haven't even spoken about that. I think I mentioned it briefly at the start that you have a podcast, but yes. oh my gosh, the Intuitive Pool podcast. It's so beautiful and it's so calling. And I am inspired by listening to those episodes as well. So Thank you. Thank you. I want to say thank you so much for being on the show today and sharing the depth of your wisdom and insights and learning multidimensionally with all your experiences as well. So thank you, Giselle. Oh, thank you for inviting me. I always love being with you. So thank you so much. Such an amazing conversation with Giselle just now. And I have four questions off the back of that that were inspired by what we spoke about. The first is, how can you be more direct and compassionate in your leadership? What are some of the ways that you could be more direct and compassionate in your leadership? You're welcome to jot those down. Secondly, where can you set an intention to experience an energetic shift in yourself? And you might like to go quiet for a moment and just tune into your heart space for where those intentions are and really tune into what that is. The third question, where can you take 100% personal responsibility in your life? And I'll add to that, when are you going to start doing that? Write your answers down on pen and paper. And if you'd really love to truly commit to them, you can email them to me. As Giselle said, there is one space left on retreat in Croatia with her in September. So if that's you, you can contact Giselle for more information. 
There's also Kenya happening in November, which was a life-changing retreat when I went in 2016 or 17. Absolutely incredible. And if you're looking for an Australian retreat experience for my Sydney listeners, one that's a little closer to home, I have an overnight retreat coming up on the 27th and 28th of October. This is for leaders who are called to rise into the next version of themselves in their leadership. If you are interested in this, send me a DM or drop me an email. Now I want you to take a moment and give yourself thanks and have a feeling of gratitude for giving yourself this time in your personal development and your leadership capabilities today. If you've loved this show, then share it. You can share it with your friends, with your colleagues, with your leader, with your team, with your family, whoever you feel needs to hear it. If you haven't already, you can follow the show, you can rate the show and also leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That's all for now. I'll catch you soon.